All right, it's 1029 The Hog with Borna, Mitch, and Mandy, the afternoon program, and uh, very excited to welcome back to the show and to talk to him again, the host of the world-famous Hard Drive. You hear it every Saturday night, 7 and 9, uh, here on The Hog, and now author of Sonic Warrior, My Life is a Rock and Roll Reprobate. Am I saying that right, Lou? Yep, yep big... absolutely. You nailed it. That's a, that's a tough word. I had to Reprobate. look that up in Google Pronounce to make sure I was getting that right. Tales of sex, drugs, and vomiting at inopportune moments. Uh, Mr. Lou Brutus joining us. Lou, Lou, good to talk to you. How are you? Uh, you know, under the circumstances uh, for what the world is going through right now, I, I can't complain. So far, so good. It's um, maybe the weirdest time in a century or so to drop a book about rock and roll and crazy rock stars and vomiting out of helicopters on historic music events. But, uh, you know, it's been interesting to watch the reactions to the book so far because I, I, you know, would not have picked this time to release the book, but it seems to be resonating with people really, really well because everyone is locked up and and they need something to get their mind off things and a lot of people want a new book and and they particularly apparently uh have been looking for a book that will uh you know give them a laugh and is about rock and roll and uh yeah it seems to be you know fitting the bill for a lot of people so uh you know in in that respect it's kind of a good time for the book to come out yeah i would, I would argue that exact flip lou i know it sucks we all of us miss going to concerts now temporarily we hope that comes back sooner than later so I can't wait to get a cop. We'll get getting copies here at the station and just kind of live vicariously a bit and just re- get a nice reminder of how much fun it is and how, how how great these bands are and just the great things that happen in the stories uh, with a lot a lot of the artists that you've seen. Yeah, thank you. No, um, the uh, uh, and most every chapter is based around uh, a concert that I attended. Uh, maybe one or two uh, are just about bands in particular. But each chapter is a standalone story, and uh, much like, you know, when we've hung out before at, at, at conventions or after festivals or something, you know, we all end up at the bar, and we're doing shots at the bar, and we're trading rock and roll war stories. Well, you know, I'm doing this for decades, and, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to do it at a very high level with a lot of really great artists, so I, I have a lot of really crazy stories. So um, uh, each chapter stands alone and each chapter has like a, a really sort of insane chapter title uh, that, that kind of gives away the story but but then there's a, a lot more to it than meets the eye and the chapters are things like the time I went to the Arctic and got in a mosh pit with a bunch of kids in polar bear fur while Metallica sang about sodomizing a goat yep. <laughs> and uh, that that's about you know Metallica bringing me up to the Arctic with them for the uh, Molson Ice Polar Beach Party yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's a chapter entitled "The Time Motley Crue's Roadie Showed Me the Grossest Thing in the History of Western Civilization," and it in fact was the grossest thing in the history of Western civilization. Uh, there's uh, another chapter entitled "The Time Our Tour Bus Ran Over a Guy on the New Jersey Turnpike." Uh, that was uh, on a tour I was traveling with Stone Sour on the East Coast, uh, and uh, you know we 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 clipped a guy on the New Jersey Turnpike and and blocked the entire uh, southbound New Jersey Turnpike. It turned out okay for the guy, or else I wouldn't have uh, put it in the book. <laughs> um, uh, and speaking of Stone Sour, Corey Taylor, who uh, uh, of course I've uh, been lucky 
lucky enough to be friends with for uh, several decades now, um, wrote the foreword for me and was one of the people who really encouraged me to write the book. He was he was on my butt for about ten years now um, to to get this because you know he and I had, had been trading stories since we knew one another years ago, uh, and he was like he sat me down a couple of times very seriously and said, "Listen, you have to write a book. You've got the stories. You've you've got." everything that you need for this book and finally uh the one time i turned to him and said well well you're good you better write the forward for it because i'm not writing a book unless you're writing the forward he goes well i'll write the damn forward you write the damn book uh and uh he he delivered a, a really funny and uh a real really touching uh forward to the book which uh i was very very glad to have how do you even begin to write the book do you just sit down one day and you're like okay I'm finally going to do this. Where do you start? Do you start with your favorite story? Do you start at the beginning? Do you start at the end? And then how do you get to like the final the final product that we are going to get to read? You know, it's a great question. Um the, the way the book is written is that it's very much phrased like it would be if we were just, uh, like I said, talking at the bar. It's, it's very much like me just telling the story out loud. And that's why one of the most common reactions to the book from people is, oh my God, I could hear your voice in, the he- in my head telling the story. Um, so I had a couple of false starts writing it. But then about four or so years ago, I got really, so maybe even five by now, got serious about uh, getting my act together with it. And when I first sat down to, to seriously write, I'd taken a couple of little stabs before, but when I seriously sat down, the first thing I had to decide was what the tone of the book was going to be. Because I, I probably could have easily written a book that talked about really bad things I had seen famous people do. <laughs> uh, and and there's some of that in a good-natured way in the oh, finished yeah. version of the book. But I did not want to write a book that trashed people or right. took advantage of yeah. my, my friendships or, or, or relationships with them because it would have been a crappy thing to do and, and maybe it would have sold more books, but, but I didn't want to be a jerk. Well, um, the members of Motley Crue had no problem ripping each other and and dragging each other through yeah, the dirt but, that's for you sure know, but that, that that's that's fine and, and you know what and i'm not knocking any anybody I, I swear to god i'm not i'm not knocking anybody for the tone of any other book that they have ever done that is their story that's their thing and yeah, you burn bridges guys tear one another yeah. to shreds yeah you burn bridges if you do that and in your business it's better to keep some of that really personal stuff just in your memory and then have the fun stories that are more. Yeah, yeah, and, and but, but again, I, and I didn't even, and 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 that's honest to God, not why I did it though. I I, I just. People, you know, many, many artists have been nice to me for decades now, uh, and I, it would have been a betrayal. And there was no reason right. for it either, I, because I've had so many crazy, cool, fun, insane things happen that I didn't have to trash anybody. I, I could tell insane stories but without you know uh, anybody coming out looking like an idiot other than me and trust me I look like a friggin idiot in in several of these chapters um, but uh, I, I think it still makes for uh, 
for a great read. So so anyway, what, once it came, you know, once I got down to it, I wrote it on and off for a few years. And during that time, you know, looking for a publishing deal, and you know, got a lit agent, and uh, uh, and all that sort of thing. And and uh, also had um, my graphic artist, a great guy by the name of Ellen McBain. Anybody who follows me online has seen a, a lot. I have all sorts of graphic arts and stuff. And uh, Ellen does the lion's share of that. And um, I realized as the the chapters were coming out and and again to, to the earlier part of your question I, I just started to write the ones that I had told the most often and seemed the most popular with my friends but I realized I didn't have photographs for all of the stories and the lack of consistency it it bothered me like it really really bothered me um, and then I hit on the idea oh I should just have Alan do an illustration uh, one black and white illustration for each chapter kind of like so, a courtroom artist yeah well you know his 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 things are like very mad magazine esque and again he and I have worked together on so many he's done album covers for me we've done coloring books we've done a, 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 a probably a hundred projects together through the years uh, so anyway he did an original illustration for each one based on some of the sample chapters we loved it uh, we we all loved it publisher everybody uh, and so we went full force on uh, on everything actually I, I just posted one of them uh, on my Twitter feed uh, uh, just within the last half an hour the uh, the illustration is from the chapter the time I reigned vomit down upon the biggest concert event in history right. and uh, it, it's about I was just a teenager and I was covering Live Aid, I did two runs in a helicopter over it before going backstage to uh, to do interviews and I snuck back into the artist lounge at the very end of the night uh, I couldn't get any interviews because if I whipped out my recorder they'd have beaten the snot out of me, but I, I did get to Mick Jagger and <laughs> all these other people back there uh, when I really shouldn't have and I, I, at that point I think I was 18 or 19 years old and uh yeah yeah the, the, the book is just crammed with uh all of these anecdotes and stories and uh, uh crazy crazy things that i've been lucky enough to be a part of all right speaking with lou brutus the author of sonic warrior it's out now you can get it at bookshop.org barnes and noble wherever you love to buy your books uh and of course lou the host of the world famous hard drive lou can you stick around for one more segment we got just a couple more things we'd like to ask you next. oh absolutely right. no it, it's a pleasure more with Lou Brutus next on 1029 The Hog. It's 1029 The Hog. We're speaking with uh, Lou Brutus, author of Sonic Warrior, longtime host of Hard Drive and Hard Drive XL. Lou, I got two questions. I'll give you the first one. Out of all the rockers and all the musicians that you met over the years, who is your, and, you, and it's hard to pick a favorite, so I'll give you two faves. Someone that you, because you can't, I, I, you just, you can't name off 30 people just because. <laughs> it's because I know you could name off a hundred, but sure. your your two, maybe three top people that you just would love to spend time with, would love to go on vacation, live with them, do something for a month with them, uh, go on a retreat in Africa, do whatever. Give me your top retreat in Africa. Why not? I like it. Yep. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever. It would on be. The table. So many because you met you met them all. Give me your top two or three. You know, um, in terms of somebody that I've met, 
but I never got to interview, and I I could probably talk to off the top of my head for several hours, and somebody that I would love to go on safari with in Africa, and I would love to bring my cameras, because I do a lot of photography, so I could photograph wild animals, and at the same time, talk to Roger Waters of Pink Floyd. There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think he's, uh, although I don't agree with everything uh, Roger has ever done or said, uh, I think he's a genius. I think he has written some of the greatest lyrics uh, of the last uh, century, and uh, he's a super interesting guy. He was quite nice the the brief times I met him. Um, I think the first time he and I met was following his performance uh, doing the wall at the Berlin Wall uh, in Berlin, Germany, and I guess that would have been 1990. Uh, and I got to attend the rehearsals for that. I, I knew uh, a couple people in his band, and so I, I got to sort of hang out with them for the week. Roger didn't like hang at the bar and stuff, uh, but he did go to the after show party. That was the first place I met him. And then I've met him at a couple of like you know industry function kind of things, but I've never really gotten to sit down and pick the guy's brain. So uh, off the top of my head, like he would be probably right up top and and do i get to pick a couple of more than two you get well well here's the thing i want to i gotta ask you this because we we got so much to talk about who's the toughest who's the most badass rocker that you've met over the last 35 years well the most badass that comes to mind off the top of my head was lemmy from motorhead (laughs) yeah you know he was like the living embodiment of rock and roll, as if the music god said, let rock walk amongst man in the shape and the form of man. And, and, and that, that was Lemmy. He, he was... I could see it. It, it, he, it was no act. It, you know, he, 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 did, he did a lot of drugs and drank a lot, and he rocked until the day he died. I saw him shortly before he passed away. I was down in Austin, Texas, and I was on the road with Slipknot for a couple of weeks uh, on their summer's last stand tour, and we were based in Austin for a few days, and we were at the Four Seasons. And uh, I went to the bar on, on one of these off nights. I think I just come back from dinner with Jim Root, and we walked in the lobby, and there's Lemmy sitting at the bar. And we knew he was very sick with all sorts of cancers and stuff. He was smoking like a chimney drinking his drinks you know he just he just rocked it until the end and we chatted a bit i didn't know him all that well but you know he oh he you know hello lou nice to see you you know i was going to ask to do a picture with him because i was doing photography on the tour and i didn't want to be rude i'm sure he would have done it i kind of wish i had but but i didn't want to be intrusive so we just had a drink and uh uh and then i split yeah it's only walk and roll baby yeah, he was he was the real deal, and and really for as crazy and as wild as he was, um, he seemed to me a, a real gentleman, just a a, a nice, uh, well spoken, yeah, polite guy. Uh, like he was a crazy ass rocker, but he was also uh, like a good human being, as far as I could tell. Yeah, we all have hearts. So Lou, we have a little thing uh, that we like to do with everybody that comes by the show, and it is a little game I like to call sixty seconds, where I just ask you as many questions as possible in sixty seconds. Ah, the right, lightning right? round. Here we go. All right, here we go, and we will begin. What is your favorite show during quarantine? Better Call Saul. Board and game? I, I believe Ray Seahorn, who plays Kim Wexler, should get a 
friggin' Emmy Award. She is the best actor slash actress on television, and Better Call Saul. I'm not sure if it's the best show on TV, but it's my favorite. Board games or cards? Ooh, great question. Uh, uh, pass. I can't pick up. I, 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 uh, ah, I can't answer that. It's too hard. Uh, would you rather photograph athletes or musicians? Musicians, although I do still love shooting baseball, and I have shot there in Milwaukee, and it's a, it's a great stadium. What's the best trick that Darla the Wonder Dog can do? She has trained all of the UPS and FedEx drivers who drive anywhere in our neighborhood to stop and pull over on the side of the road to feed her. It happens every time. She waves them down, and they feed her. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, we're already at a minute, but I have two more questions that I want to ask you. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is your signature dish? My signature dish as in food? Yes, like the thing that you just bang when you cook. Uh, scrambled eggs. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Underwhelming, but accepted. <laughs> and uh, well, the, the last question I always ask everyone is give us one fun fact about yourself that not a lot of people know. I know you're pretty much an open book, literally, but there's got to be something out there. Uh, I was once buried alive in a coffin for two days. Are you David Blaine? I don't understand. Two days? That. Is that yeah, in the book? Yeah, I spent two days uh, underground in a specially designed coffin, and I was buried for charity. And uh, people would come by, and they could look down like a, a like a little uh, viewing telescope kind of thing, and and see me see me underground, six feet underground, buried. How did you go to the bathroom? Were you claustrophobic? Well, it was a room. It was actually a room, not an actual lay-down coffin. No, no, it was a lay-down coffin. Swear swear to God, my hand to God. The old radio stunts, man, back in the day. Can't get away with that stuff anymore. All right, well, Mandy's, Mandy's question, how did you tinkle? Um, I did not. Uh, I was hypnotized, uh, so it slowed my metabolism down. Wow, I uh, want to do no that. Bathroom, there was no nothing. There was just a little light over my head. Uh, the, most of the padding was taken out of the coffin, so I had a little extra room to move. Uh, and, it, and it had vents, so there was, there was a, a, a fresh flow of air. Yeah, right. uh, and I, I, I had a bottle of water that I would just sip off of here and there. But A, because my metabolism was slower, and B, also because they didn't want me to have too much liquid because I didn't want to do this. Drown in my own pee in the coffin. Um, so yeah, true story. I did that in Providence, Rhode Island, probably around 1991. But wow. for charity, I, wow. I I might piddle myself for charity if it's the right cause. Well, sure, and they, you know, there's guys in New York getting big money for stuff like that. So you know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just. Just one thing real quickly. Thank you, first of all, for hanging out with us. Uh, oh, no, anytime. And, and by the way, um, in, in case I don't get a chance to say before we wrap up, aside from buy my book, uh, I just want to let everybody know that I, I know it's can be a real horrible time and it's a paranoid time and it's a dark time in a lot of ways but it's going to get better and uh, we as humans around the world and we as uh, people in the United States and particularly uh, all my friends and I have many friends in Milwaukee and across Wisconsin um, we're going to kick this thing's ass you know it, I, I hope it happens sooner rather than later but I like anybody else I get a little bit down sometimes during the day from all this stuff going on but but rest assured, uh, this will get finished. So please excuse that aside, but uh, I, I just wanted to share that. Love it, man. I'm with you, brother. With you, Lou Brutus. The book is Sonic Warrior. It's out right now. 
I can't wait to get my hands on it. We're all reading it because we've heard your stories all over the years. I mean, Lou, you were—I uh, don't know if you remember the last time you were in town. You were at the—you met us at the All Canada Show. Oh, you, I remember. Yeah, you, you pointed at the map where uh, Metallica played to a bunch of uh, bunch of Eskimos and Arctic in the Arctic Circle, and we always referenced that on the air. And there here. was so there was yeah. so few people there that they had to bust some in. Yeah. And Metallica was on hold. Well, actually, it's really funny because these guys do an impersonation of you telling the story. Would you like to hear it? Because they do a pretty <laughs> solid Lou Brutus. I want to. Oh, no, we're not wrapping the segment yet. I got this. I got to hear. Okay. Well, okay. So, Lou, so Mitch and I do that because we tell that story whenever we talk about Hard Driver, the show. But they and, do I'll, and I'll start. I'll go. I'll go. You remember when Lou Brutus pointed at the map and this is where Metallica played to a bunch of Eskimos back in the day? And I hosted the show with Labette Blue and Molson Canadian. And it's it's more like comic book guy from The Simpsons than anything, Lou. <laughs> I think so. it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's fun. it's just fun. And I want to say worst Lou Brutus impression ever. <laughs> yeah, I never said it was good. <laughs> and my, oh my inspiration God. today is Darla, my wonder dog. Always there with me, thick or thin. Um, I we do we do it now. It's embarrassing and we're smiling, but it's way it's kick ass when you're not actually <laughs> yeah, on, no, no, it's on the it's phone with the us. Same. It's the same. And Lou, I wanted to, I wanted to say this. I'm an old guy, and when I met you at the All Canada Show, and you were gracious enough to come there, and then you went to the rave for what concert? It was, was a it for? Star Set, if I remember. Was right. it Star yeah. Set? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You know, you know what? I forgot that was for Star Set. I was thinking that was for another band. Yeah. Um, that day, I should have put you guys in the chapter. Crap. Um, that that, that the, the, there's a chapter in the book from that day. Uh, it's entitled "The Time I Was Peed On by a Famous Rock and Roll Dog." I don't know if you remember me telling you, but um, um, the, was it the? I think it was the same trip. Um, Star said had just gotten a dog to travel with. Uh, he was a tiny puppy, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, a terrier named Ernie. And I picked him up in the bus that morning, and he peed right down the front of my chest. <laughs> yeah, was that here? And that that was here. God, that's great. That was there. That took place in the parking lot at the rave. You might have. It's, it's in the book. It's 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 the most recent chapter of the book. It was whatever that was, like maybe two years ago. Now that yep. was, the, and that was one of the very last chapters I wrote for the book as well. I was like, man, I got to get something in about Ernie the dog who travels with Star Set. Hey, can you and, come out uh, with a amended edition, Lou, and then right. we'll read it on the air as you one zero two nine the hog visiting my friends and got peed on <laughs> by a dog. <laughs> You know, it, it beats working for a living, you know. Man. Well, I just want to say, I want to say that meeting you and listening and following you over the years and hearing your interviews and just your, your take on things, I was so happy to meet you and just look at you and, and look at a real man, a real guy, <laughs> not some schleb that just is f- full of BS. So, so I just wanted to say it was an honor to meet you, brother. Well, you know, that's extremely kind of you to say. And I'm serious. Uh, the, I'm, the, I'm dead the, serious. The, the, feeling, the feeling goes two ways. Uh, and I meant what I said uh, uh, about Milwaukee and Wisconsin and the area. Um, the state of Wisconsin has been better to me than any other place in the U.S. over the course of the last, you know, close to 25 years I'm on nationally. And uh, I don't know why everyone treats me so well there, but it really means a lot. And, and certainly hear you, hearing you say these kind words, uh, uh, it, it's 
it, well, it's, it's true, really so. kind. I don't, I don't even know how to react. You're welcome. Just, That's it all. Means a lot. <laughs> You're welcome, well, brother. Louis, thank you. It's because rock and roll lives and breathes very well here in the state of Wisconsin and Milwaukee. So, uh, it's. I mean, we could have you on all day and talk to you all sure. day, but uh, we'll let you go. Again, Lou Brutus, Sonic Warrior. The book is out. Bookshop.org, Barnes and Noble, wherever you like to buy your like to buy your books. And Lou, every Saturday night on the world famous hard drive right here, seven to nine and, on one hundred two nine. The Hog. All right, and thanks, Lou. Thanks, but hold on for a minute. I want to ask you for a favor off the air. Thanks. Absolutely. All and right. uh, again, everybody can grab it from Amazon. And don't Amazon. forget, I narrate the audio book as well, which you can get from Audible. And there is a great article uh, going around the world right now in the new edition of Revolver uh, on the uh, the book. So check that out too. Thank you all very very much. All right, hang on, brother.